What's up, guys? I am so happy you're here. I'm your host, Katrina Richardson, and you're listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast, where we take a look at the painful things that we go through in life and discover how God can use them for a purpose, for His purpose. My prayer through this podcast is that you will be reminded on a weekly basis that even though times are hard, and just because you don't understand all the whys, doesn't mean God can't use this and turn it into a beautiful, beautiful testimony. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Purpose Through Pain. Today, we are going to be talking about trauma and what to do when that trauma resurfaces. Now, when I say trauma, I'm not talking about any one specific kind because what's traumatic for me may not be traumatic to you and vice versa. I tend to look at trauma more like a pain tolerance. We each have a different level. Some people will faint at the sight of blood or a needle, and yet they don't cry when they break a bone. Some of us can handle things that others cannot without being phased, but that doesn't make it any less possibly traumatic to another person. Trauma could come from witnessing a major accident, a death, or a significantly terrifying life event. Mill Creek Christian Counseling explains that while these may feel like flashbulb incidents, bright, vivid memories that become ingrained in our memory, trauma can also come from a slow burn. Even if you were never physically hit, but you found yourself living in a constant state of fear and anxiety due to emotional and psychological pain, Well, that can lead to someone developing symptoms of PTSD or another trauma-related disorder. Whatever it comes from, though, the experience could have happened last month or 20 years ago. Maybe you think you've moved on from it. Maybe you think you're over it and it doesn't affect you anymore. But I'd say that even if that is true, given the right conditions, that trauma can resurface unexpectedly. Old wounds can open even if you think they've been properly healed. For example, if you were in a bad car accident and then you get rear-ended, you may start reliving some of the memories from your own bad car accident. If you were yelled at before being physically abused, you may retreat when someone raises their voice at you. And coming from someone who has relived some of her own personal trauma in the past couple of weeks, I can say that it can be really difficult when that happens, and it can be confusing to know exactly how to go about navigating that. Now, I don't plan on going into my specific trauma or how it resurfaced or really any specific kind of trauma because I don't see a need for that. Like I said, we all deal with different kinds of trauma. But what I do plan on doing is talking about what we, as followers of Christ, should do when we have trauma resurface of whatever kind. When something happens that reminds you of a traumatic experience from your past, you may begin to feel different kinds of emotions, anger, despair, insomnia, fear, anxiety, and those are just a few of the different things you may be feeling. These feelings are obviously unwelcome and can make dealing with the memories even more challenging. But I would like to encourage you that in this time of unwelcome feelings and memories, that this is an excellent opportunity to allow yourself to grow in your relationship with Christ. A common misbelief or misinterpretation about God and pain is that if God really loves me, he wouldn't let me experience pain. But we know that God allows us free will. And with the introduction of sin into the world, with that free will comes pain. 
But God, as our Heavenly Father, intended for us to know that we can experience pain or discomfort and either remain in it or retreat to a state of peace in Him. He gives us that choice as well. Now, I want to ask you to consider something that you may have never thought about before and something that I myself had never thought about before preparing for this episode. But have you ever considered that Jesus experienced trauma himself? Yes, he was fully God, but he was also fully human, which means just like the rest of us humans, he experienced things like physical agony, shame, betrayal, rejection, and loss. I mean, in the first few years of Jesus's life, we read that his parents, Mary and Joseph, had to move to Egypt because Herod had ordered all baby boys to and under to be killed. Their sense of safety and security was literally threatened. Then, soon after Jesus starts his ministry at the age of 30, his cousin and friend, John, who has prepared the way for him and has baptized him, is beheaded. Not too long before his own death sentence, Jesus's community, who had so openly welcomed him just days before, are now rejecting him and begging that a ruthless murderer be chosen over him, which leads to him experiencing a traumatic death on the cross. Jesus was not sick and on his deathbed with loved ones around him. He did not welcome death in a comfortable place, but the death of a criminal in agony and shame while being mocked. Jesus experienced trauma just like you and just like me. We've talked on this podcast before about how we all have trials in this world. We can expect both suffering and joy. It's just a part of life. But Jesus was very clear in John 16, when he said, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. When we experience something painful, unjust, or violent, it's our natural human tendency to try to make sense of it. The way the world typically makes sense of things like this is by blaming and shaming. It's your fault. There's something wrong with you. And because we're human, we may be tempted to react in that same fashion. But our challenge as followers of Christ is to try to not make sense of things apart from Jesus, but with him. We are called and equipped to look to God's word, especially the teachings of Jesus in his life, when looking for wisdom or trying to sort things out in our lives. Even if we cannot make sense of something, though, we are invited to receive comfort from him by drawing near to him, which is exactly what we need to do when we experience trauma or when we find it resurfacing. In the midst of trauma or in the aftermath of it, or even years later when it decides to rear its ugly head, are you able to think of your life as consistently immersed in blessing that no matter what's going on, you are blessed? Paul writes in Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. In fact, Paul has recorded many times in his writings saying things like rejoice always in nothing, be anxious in everything, give thanks. And if that's all we had to go on, we would probably imagine Paul's days with sunshine, rainbows and skipping down the streets of Galilee instead of in a Roman dungeon. In Philippians 2.17, Paul says, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering, 
upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. That's a pretty descriptive picture. Our circumstances don't have to be perfect to find peace in Christ. Paul's situations were not perfect, but he was able to remain attuned with God regardless of his circumstances because his circumstances did not dictate the joy he found in Christ. He could experience painful things and yet rejoice. He had come to understand that his life was immersed in love and blessing from the Father. And that's something we have too. And that's something we should be able to recognize too, no matter what our circumstances are. And when our trauma does resurface, it is important to remember Isaiah 53, 5. By his wounds, we are healed. It is by the love and wounds of Jesus Christ that we are healed and that he heals our deepest wounds and scars. He does the work. We don't have to. So when our trauma resurfaces, we don't have to depend upon ourselves to fix it. It's not on us. Jesus offers to do that for us. I love the song Scars by Johnny Diaz. Towards the end of the song, he sings, There once was a king who so burdened with grief, walked into death so that we could find peace. He rose up with scars on his hands and his feet. By them we are healed. So praise God, we don't have to hide scars. We know his are covering ours. Guys, we don't have to hide our scars or we don't have to hide our trauma from God because he, one, knows them. He's seen us through them. Two, he's covering them. And most importantly, he loves us. We don't have to hide it from him. But we do have a choice. Just like I said earlier, we have free will. We have a choice in how we heal from our trauma, even if we don't think we do. It is up to us. We can choose path number one, self-protection or independence, turning away from God in the midst of pain, trying to do it all ourselves, knowingly or unknowingly partnering with pride, unbelief, and despair. Or we can take path number two, to turn toward God in the midst of our suffering. This stance is one of faith, boldness, and vulnerability and courage. It's choosing, making the choice to draw near to God. The willingness to enter into dependency is a necessary choice to experience attunement with God. And as we connect with God, we receive truth, healing, and freedom. He alone knows what our heart needs, and he will meet us right where we are. And these are things we need to remember when trauma resurfaces in our life. Are you going to take path number one or path number two? Now, in my research for this episode, I found an article that used an acronym explaining how to overcome trauma. And I want to take that and tweak it just a little bit. So really quickly, here are the ABCs of what to do when trauma resurfaces. A, accept that the traumatic event is in your past. It's not your present. It's not your future. It has been covered by the blood of Jesus. You have been healed and it is something you've already gotten through, not something you're still dealing with. So first you need to accept that it's in the past And it's not something you're having to go through anymore. You're just being reminded of it. B, believe that Jesus's wounds have healed your wounds and that we have the choice to turn to him. Psalm 34, 18 says God is close to the brokenhearted. So if it feels like your heart is breaking all over again, turn to him. You have to believe that your wounds have been healed. C, 
communicate, communicate in prayer to God and also to friends and family. If you're not fine, don't pretend that you are. It's okay to admit that you're human. It's okay to admit that you have trauma. And if you're really having trouble with this trauma or with dealing with it, don't be afraid to seek out Christian counseling. I will tell you firsthand that I am in counseling right now um, because of some things that I've been dealing with, going over some things that I've dealt with in my past traumatic experiences myself. It's not something to be ashamed of. A, accept that it's in the past. B, believe that Jesus's wounds have healed your wounds and see communicating prayer to God and to your friends and family. I want to leave you with this. Jesus destroyed the power of trauma on the cross. Take that in for a second. He destroyed the power that trauma has. It does not have anything to hold on to if you don't let it because Jesus destroyed that. He took upon himself all the sins of the world because of his great love for us. The cross is the perfect symbol that represents the transformation of trauma in Jesus's death and his resurrection. Beloved child of God, we are not citizens of this world. We will continue to experience trials of all kinds and of all levels of severity. We will likely experience more traumatic experiences while on this earth. And in our humanity, it will be natural that our emotions and our intellect will wrestle in the muck and mire of it all. But we have the Spirit of God dwelling within us, bringing all the love and joy and peace of the Trinity to every inch within that we will let Him. So let this just be an encouragement to you and a reminder that you don't have to battle this trauma resurfacing all by yourself. You have a God who's on your side who knows exactly what you've been through, who can relate with you, who wants to help you get through this, and who wants to remind you that you're going to be okay. I know that there are times when it comes up and it can be hard and you find yourself maybe going inward. Um, That's what I do. Maybe, you know, turning to other things to try and fill that emptiness that fills inside of you when it resurfaces. But be reminded that when it comes up, This is a great time for me to grow in my relationship with Christ. This is an open door where I can call to him and say, God, I need you. Help me get through this just like you helped me get through it last time. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Purpose Through Pain podcast today. I pray that you're walking away from this episode with hope and trusting God with whatever comes next for you or whatever you're walking through right now. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. And if you ever have any questions or have a topic that you want me to discuss, just shoot me a DM over on Instagram at katrina.r95. I hope I'll see you next week. And until then, remember that your pain isn't pointless and God's got a beautiful purpose all planned out just for you.